This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, Season 3, Episode 4. And yes, lads, we're on the back of another win in the Premier League. It, we are in absolutely immaculate form right now. And I'm with the immaculate form of boys here as well, with Maz oh. and Ben. Lads, how are we feeling today? Oh, mate, I'm, um, I'm a bit tired, I'm not going to lie. I had a busy one yesterday. Um, obviously, Brighton game. Went, you know, Travelled down from London to Brighton. Got to experience an absolute dominant performance by the, by the boys uh, over Leeds. And then, uh, and then when I had to leave early, unfortunately, because I had to come back for work, uh, I went and covered the KSI fight. Uh, KSI versus oh, Swarms and Pineda. I'm surprised KSI didn't ask to fight you as well, mate. <laughs> the other two opponents were fucking horrendous. Oh, man, yeah. Let's, yeah let, <laughs> Three let's, fights in one night. Let's say about them, the, the better. They were, they were yeah. a travesty. Jesus um, Christ. Yes. Well, especially, then, uh, especially the actual professional, in quotation yeah. marks. Like, yeah. Apparently, yeah, apparently a professional, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, didn't, didn't mm. finish till like 1am. But, um, yeah, man, we're here. Oh, we're here. We're out here. And listen, Brighton, uh, uh, the, the form we're in is getting me through life, and I love it. Hmm. 100%. And Ben? Yeah, mate. Oh, just really, really good. We we managed to experience a box. Everyone's going to hate us. We already had one guy message us, Sam, um, messaged us this morning being like, which one of you is in a box? Because we put it on our story. on social. <laughs> and I was like, leave it. It was through work. Like, we had to say yes. Obviously, it would ra- much rather have been in all, of course. Um, no, it was, it was good. Oh, were you both in the box then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were literally just, a, oh. just above... The- what an invite, yeah, by the way. It was it was through work to be fair, but it was literally yeah. just above the away end. So literally below us was the whole away end, which was pretty mad mm. to be fair. Um and like credit mm. credit to Leeds. They they they're away, they away fans are very, very good. Yeah, they are um, sensational. So credit to And them. Ryan, you know L U F C Scott yeah. that on Twitter that sometimes you and him beef. Oh what the one who argued with me yeah, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yeah, was out of the whole away end, he was literally sat right below us. Like how mad's that? So I was literally like waving at him and stuff like that. You should you should have just like chanted my name at him or something. And <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, How good, are you, Ryan? I mean, to be fair, mate, um, my sister went to her first proper game yesterday, and I say proper game in like quotation marks, but she experienced a real life football goal oh for the God. first time ever. She um, lifted the home so, curse. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? What did she? Yeah, she did. What mate. did she think of uh, VAR, Ryan? Because obviously, I, 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 
I we think, were celebrating like mad, like me yeah. and Ben were going mad. <laughs> Gave it. And yeah. then I saw, I saw VAR. I was like, oh my god. Like, so yeah. what was our experience? Well, I saw Van Heck. Um, well, from my experience on, because I obviously my season tickets right above mm. the subs benches. I saw Van Heck going like this, like to the team when it was VAR was checking, so he knew that it was going to be given oh, as a goal. So that's when I was just like, yes, because Van Heck was celebrating. But yeah, I don't know. I think my sister enjoyed it from what I gather of it. She went with my mum, so little girls day out to shout out Mum and Mia for their <laughs> yeah shout out Mum and Mia bringing the um for the for the good Mama vibes Mia. today. Mum and Mia, Mum and Mia, Mia. Um, but yeah, no, what what just what a, what a day all way all round really. I mean, literally dominant from start to finish. Really leads to be fair. In the last sort of twenty minutes or so, I was a bit worried. Yeah. I did think. But we were going to get like an inevitable one all, but we can get onto the actual game in a bit. But to begin with, to be honest, let's start all the way from the top. Um, boys, what do you think about the performance from the beginning? Potter's sort of set up. We can start with Ben for this one if you want, mate. Um, how, what, what do you make of the game? I think, yeah, we were super dominant. I think the first, like, was it maybe the first 10 minutes is a bit like back and forth, and then we just completely dominated for the rest of the half pretty much. And, it's Solly March. Tom um, from Albion Assess said it a few weeks ago. He was like, if Solly March could bury chances, he'd be a top six player. Oh. And he's so right. Like, if Solly March had an end product, he would be worth 100 million. With English tax involved <laughs> as well. But he would be unbelievable. The, amount of, like, the uh... chance he had against West Ham, when he had a throw on goal again, I think he had another chance as well on the edge of the box. He has to, actually did test Melier a bit. Um, I think mm. he would be unbelievable if he had an end product. It's a shame he doesn't. And obviously Trossard yeah. had a couple of decent chances. I thought, yeah, this just should be an easy win. And then we just didn't get the goal we deserved in that first half, which was no. the worrying thing. I was like, is it going to be the classic yeah. Brighton? But it wasn't. And Maz, mate, Solly March, what's your, what's your thoughts on Solly so far? Yeah, no, I, I thought he was brilliant. Uh, really full of running, done really well to get... like. I think it's good that he's making those runs. I think that, that's the key thing. Um, obviously, the one-on-one -on -one chance was frustrating because I feel mm. like the, that, that second touch he took... For me, was what what took let him down. Him, yeah, mm. it took it away from him, and then he was just it, the angle was impossible. And to be fair, Meslier made himself big, made himself look big, and it, and it was a good save mm. in the end. But yeah, I, I feel like that second touch really killed him. But mm. you know, credit to him for making the run. And the, the part I just want to talk about the pass from Pascal, like oh. that was silly. Oh, yeah, like oh mate, it was oh, unbelievable. Wow, wow. Um, and we had like we we had the view from behind the goal, as in like you could literally directly see it. So it was just beautiful. That little like yeah, that pass pass was just oh stunning mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah frustrating but just generally in the whole game um i thought i was really impressed like i i just thought we absolutely battered them we dominated them um i really can't in the first half especially i can't think of a chance they had or any kind of opportunity mm, um no. trossard had multiple opportunities to shoot just decided to cut back and just loves he just loves, yeah, not loves shooting for some reason doesn't he? Yeah. he just loves cutting yeah. back and then cutting back again doing a fake yeah. shot it's like yeah his goal yeah. against city it worked once <laughs> just leave it yeah. at that just literally yeah. we were saying like he was thrown goal twice on two different separate occasions just fire out melier like if he parries it away that's yeah. fine or for a corner or whatever mm. but don't just he constantly cuts back i think that was um Trossard sort of biggest thing yesterday he had what yeah three or four good chances in that first half too mm. we could have yeah as you say buried Leeds in the first half we really could the amount of chances we had yeah. I mean Leeds just you know he had some decent moments of passing and to be fair to them I mean I think they they tried to play at the Amex which was quite impressive I think because a lot of teams now like we're almost in that position these days where if a team tries to play against us it's actually impressive because we we are 
we sort of expect that we're going to go and dominate a team and at least mm. pass it around them and, and make them have to work for it. But to be fair, Leeds did have a few spells and I thought that some of their passing was very crisp and accurate as well. But yeah, talk about Solly just quick. Unless, Maz, you want to just butt in there. Just um, Sorry, just 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 quickly. I, I, I actually disagree with you. I think in the second half, you? yeah, I think second half they definitely improved. But I thought first half they were sloppy. I feel like there was a lot of missing. Yeah, they were uh, sloppy, 100%. Yeah, there, there was a lot of... Um, a lot of passes that went wayward. Uh, I thought our pressing was brilliant. Like I, th- I feel like we did what Leeds did to Chelsea to Leeds. Like the pressing, mm. I thought was brilliant. Like Caicedo, Estepinian. Like I just felt like we really, we really on them the whole time. Well, they'll always outrun out. you, won't they, Leeds? They'll always outrun you. Apart from <laughs> yeah, but, um, without be, without Bielsa at the helm anymore, mate. They're, no. they're, they're fucked. But yeah, no, they, yeah, I just wanted to say that. No fair point. I think um, to talk about Solly quick, just because I didn't really say about Solly. I want to just say um, I thought first half he was excellent because I, I feel like people think I'm really harsh on Solly, and perhaps I probably am, but. Yeah, I think it was probably right to drag him at, at, at half time. After half time, I think that he sort of after his miss, it seemed like he lost a lot of confidence. I mean, first half he was absolutely he had Strauch on strings for literally yeah. the entire first the half. Pilot. He had him every time, every single time he went through him. Uh, very strong. I think Solly's really grown into that sort of. He's, he's almost bulked up a bit without getting bigger. If you know what I mean, yeah. he's a lot stronger on the ball. Uh, it's harder to shift him off, and he stands his ground really well. Puts in a good challenge, and also can take on players a lot better. I think Solly's biggest problem, I think, and then every Brighton family agrees, is he just can't score enough goals and also probably doesn't get enough assists to warrant being a, an out-and-out right winger. But I think, mm. you know, this season is, is his chance to really improve. Now we've got Estupinian in there, who we can talk about in a bit. Um, but yeah, that first half was, was, as you say, very, very, very impressive. I think that the the worry for me was, as you say, when we went in at half-time nil-nil, I was a bit worried that we've had so many big chances here. And it's just so typical that we're going to go and blow it in the second half. But it didn't happen. I mean, to move on to the second so half. So close it did. And so nearly did. So nearly yeah. did. That, that's in uh, a chance. Oh, my God, my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I don't know how you didn't score. I know how you didn't score, seriously. And um, that's actually one point of Estupinian, who I, I don't know who I was arguing with one of you, you guys. Yeah, I can't me. remember who was on the... You. So <laughs> I was on, the, um, uh, on Twitter, if you saw it, I said Estupinian was... I thought he had a quality debut... Apart from, I think he he came off two at the right big time. mistakes, think, wasn't it? Yeah, at least two. I think there's a couple of chances. I think I think the problem with the Stupinian yesterday, and I think if it's if it's to be critical, um, obviously a player that's that's you can tell he's got it right. He's got so much quality to his game. Mm. You can tell he's got the the skill as well. He's got some pace. Great in a challenge, and always seems to read the ball very very well. I think what he did yesterday that probably was a bit too much. I think he had a couple of chances where he nutmegged a few players and a few skill yeah. moves come off. And I think he got a bit too overconfident. And I think that's when he started trying to play these diagonal balls, gave the ball away a couple of times. I think it was almost like, I've, I'm having a great game. Let's try and do some crazy stuff. And I think mm. that's almost what something that Potter, when I said he would get coached out of him, I think it would just be like, you know, yeah, I remember, we're in the Premier I remember now, very you know? clearly, he, um, he think he like, won the ball from click really well like my, my, he had some sort of Cruyff turn I think and he was literally ca- just yeah. casually like bringing the ball forward and yes. then click just ran, yes. ran up to him again and nicked the ball off him and I think that yeah. was when they had one of their bigger chances yeah. like to score yeah. and I was just thinking God like how one how That's... did none of the players say man on because like I just oh. you think surely Caicedo like, is right in front of him you think just shout man on but he was just so casual yeah. on the ball and yeah. it just just really easy took the ball off him yeah. Um, so and yeah, I think that was he, probably one of his one of his uh, issues or mistakes. I right? think taking him off it, it was the right decision. I think because yeah. you know if you if you left him on any longer, 
he probably would have given away a goal and that would have been awful for his confidence going forward if he gives away a goal and he, you know he, he's going to remember that debut only for the goal that he would have given away potentially um, so I think it was, a, it was a bold call but it was a right call from Grand Potter I think all the subs that he brought on were brilliant uh, but this is a question I actually want to ask you guys um, because there was a lot of subs yesterday I think all 10 were used if I'm right in saying um, so I want to ask you yeah so I want to ask you guys, do you agree with the amount of subs at the minute? Or do you think it is too much? Um, you can start with Maz. I can see Maz is twitching his nose. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a good question. And I, I actually quite like it because I think it gives chances to those players that might not necessarily get a chance. So mm. like, you know, like, for example, um, maybe Matoba's not the best example because he's actually really, really good. But like uh, uh, Van Heck, yeah. there you go, Van Heck. Van Heck yeah. probably, probably wouldn't have got any minutes last night if it wasn't for the five man sub rule so yeah. for me that's great for his you know his confidence his you know exposure getting that you know those those uh, valuable minutes uh, you know building it up I just think yeah I think it's really beneficial for those fringe players or the players that probably wouldn't get a look in usually I think it's yeah. really beneficial for them just to get those minutes on the pitch you know Premier League mm. experience is, is, is invaluable so for yeah. me it's really really good and I really like that and also another benefit for me is um, yeah it just keeps you fresh right like if you're let's say you get to the 80 minute and you know you see some tired legs out there whack three three more new players on and like you, you look like a, a fresh team again a new team so yeah I, I feel like there's definitely more pros than there are cons for me um yeah, but yeah I, I, I don't nice. mind it personally do you agree with the statements people say that it's unfair on the smaller sides that you know you've almost got that advantage in, in depth you know because nowadays right Two years ago, we'd be saying that we were at a disadvantage. But now we've got such a great squad, we can yeah. say we're at the advantage, right? We can bring on Matone, we can bring on Lamptey, we can bring on Undav, who didn't even get a game yesterday. Um, but do you think that it is, you know, for the, the for the Bournemouth of the world, who lose 9 nil away at Liverpool, is it is it unfair in that sense? I don't know. Uh, no, I definitely get it from that perspective. But I still, like, I don't know. Because let's say you, we use us as an example, like you just said, you named all those players. Um, we're, we're, we're perceived as a smaller club or a smaller team, however you want to look at it. Um, mm. So, but like you said, we've, we've got quality, you know, we've got quality to bring off the bench. So, I don't know, I, I get it to a, to a certain degree, but I don't really agree. I think, you know, your squad is there to be... You know, it's not our fault that your squad is, you know, your squad is not as good as these other clubs. Like, I get it. Man City have just, they've got a ridiculous squad. Just look all over. Even but all of the that you don't have to have the money to build a good squad. Like, yeah. a lot of the players that we have, we've got on the cheap. And like, I think yeah. I've said it before. Graham Potter's been a massive fan of the subs. He really likes it during lockdown where you could have more subs. Mm. So, like, if our manager's keen for it, then there's no reason why we should be not yeah. confident in our squad. Like if he's, yeah. yeah, if he's confident in bringing on five subs, and like, and like you said, Maz, like Carwell came on first, didn't he, as a first yeah. defender? But yeah, if it was good, three actually, subs. Yeah, and if, it, if there was three subs, Van Heck was never going to get on the pitch because there was no way we could bring on another defender. Yeah. But yeah, it, it worked really well. Jesse March seemed to really love it. I kept looking at it, uh, every single time the ball went out of play, he's bringing on a new player, and I was like, bloody hell! Yeah. It reminded me that there was five subs. I was like, oh shit, yeah, it's five subs this season, isn't it? Because you haven't really yeah. utilised it too much. And do, do we know if do we know if it's staying or is it going to be going after this season? I think it's here to stay. I don't know. Oh, okay. I might be wrong in saying that, but I, I think it's here to stay, um, which, you know, is a big decision. I think most teams are in favour of it. I think the only reason that probably sways it more than anything is, you know, we haven't got a winter break, whereas everyone else in Europe has a winter break. I think it's probably a, a fair compromise in, you know, as we get to January, February. I know we've got the World Cup in between this year, but 
you know, you get to January, February, your players are playing, well, top-level players are playing Champions League, they're playing Europa, Europa League, they're playing international football, they're playing FA Cups, you know, you name it, domestic Cups. And I suppose there's a lot of fixtures in that to, to, to squeeze in. So I suppose having that five subs for instead of a winter break, I'd probably say, you know, I'd rather that because at least the game, the show does go on. Um, but... Yeah, I think I think yeah, I, I agree with both your points. Um, I do get what, like, say the Bournemouth would say, um, and we can we are in that arrogant position to look down now. Um, but I think, you know, I, I would agree with them, but I also agree with, you know, maybe what Klopp says when he does start complaining about the fixtures. Although he does do my head in, he is right in what he says. In you know that, that there is too many yeah. fixtures for these big clubs. But anyway, moving so on. Before a little I bit forget, I've just got Go a on. question. Out of all of the Leeds players you saw. Who were the who, who impressed you the most? Because I've obviously got quite a few new players now. Who who mm. did you like? I'm Matt Ryan, well, go on, you, you go. Um, I quite like the look of Aronson when he had a chance. I, I think I think the thing was with Leeds was they were very dirty, and and their their fans and, and manager alike seemingly. Or were, were our players uh, going down very softly? Because we were sat around some Leeds fans. No, nah, mate, there were some nasty judging. challenges going right. in there. I can't. We lie. did we did go yeah. down quite softly. I did feel. Yeah, there was a couple <laughs> of things. But yeah. I think overall, like the Leeds fans are obviously going to lose it because, you know, you do when you're at an away game and you're all mm. drunk and you think that everything's against you. But I think, you know, I think, no, I, I, I agree. I think the referee was was terrible. I, yeah. I don't think that he had a grip yeah. of the game Where was he at from? All. Where the hell did um, he get? I don't know. Yeah, he didn't he, have a grip of the shambles. game. Um, and it was it was really bad at some points. I mean, even in our favour, I think at some points. I mean, even like you know, there should have been a lot more bookings yesterday to say that. I mean, there was a lot of flying challenges. I thought, um, yeah, I, I thought Kaiseido was lucky to get away with a few. Uh, yeah, he, he had a few little 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 naughty little not, not nothing bad, nothing serious, but just little little mini challenges where he should have got a yellow card. I think. Yeah, but, there were some, yeah, some the flying ones in there yesterday. Yeah, the, um, the referee wasn't great. But to answer your question, Ben, um, for uh, sorry, uh, yeah, who asked the question? Yeah, Ben. Yeah, me, yeah, um, please, Jack Harrison. I, I was actually really impressed with Jack Harrison. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he didn't. Re- yeah, he, he didn't nah, really. Would much rather have Anthony Gordon as that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, sixty million man. <laughs> sixty. Eighty million now, Ryan. He scored yesterday. Yeah, he so, scored a goal. Uh, oh, he scored a goal that's that's that wasn't tw- a deflection. That's twenty million now. Um, <laughs> he scored a goal that wasn't a deflection. <laughs> Two of them were against Brighton for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, J- Jackie Harrison. I thought, I thought he again. He didn't do anything. Like, I, I, like I know this sounds really bad. And someone, someone called me out yesterday. Some Leeds fan replied to me going because I, I put I put my story going. Uh, gone from watching Brighton batter Leeds to KSI batter Swarms, and he re- and he replied to me going. Leeds didn't get battered, mate. I was like, yeah, all right, mate. Well, if that's what you think, then cool. But anyway, I, maybe I had a different perception of the game. But I generally thought we we, we absolutely dominated them. Um, I, I did. I did miss the last twenty, obviously, because I had to go back to London. But um, that was that was probably their spell when they had it the most. Right. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. But like from what I saw, yeah, Jack Jack Harrison again didn't really do much. But Jack Harrison and, and Aronson, oh Harrison and Aronson, uh, did did pretty well um, for them considering they weren't really on. On it really in comparison I think to the leads um you know that, that as I said that last 20 minutes they were really pushing us I really thought that they were going to get a goal there's a there was a lot of chances yeah, flying their way I don't know how they didn't score that a stupid you know, borderline assist that nearly gave them a goal but I I just think that you know that was probably a moment where the first time in a long time where Brighton have actually been pressed like that and and it was quite that's probably the point I was pointing to earlier was you know fair play to him for doing that um, and I would give credit to credit Jesse Marsh, but I can't because he's just a complete idiot. And I'm afraid he's going to have to hold that L today because he literally, right, I've never, ever 
lost my voice at shouting at a manager before. <laughs> and yesterday I did. So, look, listen, there's a first time for everything. I, I want to know your guys, because I don't know if you would have seen it from the south side. Obviously, over the west, mate, he was literally... Yeah, no, he was going mad. I've never seen a manager go the referee, crazy at the The referee outside. wound him up a lot, didn't he? Like, every single decision Very Jesse Marsh so, would be like... Yeah. At one point, he literally turned his back and like was just didn't, had his back to the whole pitch for like a good like 30 seconds. He just wasn't even bothering looking. And then Do he you see what he did with the yellow card as well? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was like this, and then he was like, "Yeah, book me." Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's completely lost. Do you think his head. he's playing up to the Leeds fans because you know he knows the reputation that Leeds has? Do you think he's trying to act like a hard man? Do you think that was his natural? Do you think he was trying to win him over by showing that he's like one of them? I think he just lost it. I, I, honestly, he was throwing the ball around. He was literally even when he was sitting down on the bench, he was still moaning, and he, he was going like this all the time and like that. You just think. Mate, if I was if I was a, a player, or even okay, say he's a manager at work, and I see a manager losing his head all the time, I ain't going to be respecting. I'm not going to exactly. I can't be told what to do by someone that can't even control themselves. I mean, that's just crazy. So I don't know how those players look at him and think, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do what he says because he's not losing his absolute like cool. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys would say about that, but I just think if your manager's losing his head like that on the touchline mm. consistently all the way through the game, it wasn't just an odd chance, you know, like the two cool Conte stuff. It was it was all the all the way through the game. Yeah, some just, fans he like just that, never had they? a grip. I, I, yeah, I, I think really like I think he uh, first of all Ted Lasso comes to mind, but no. Second <laughs> of all, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, on a serious note, he um, I think I think he was just frustrated by the referee's performance, and as we all can agree, the referee was poor last night, and so I think that, that those frustrations just spilled over to. the to the touchline mm. and also as well you can tell he's a passionate guy because I'm I remember was it when they scored their second against Chelsea did you see he was doing like a two call down the line like he was like proper like fist doing basically yeah. doing like a Mourinho down the line so I think he's just a very passionate passionate man uh, he is American he'll last which, another which, few months yeah, mate, I, I got, I got, oh, that's another thing as well. I got slaughtered, not slaughtered, but this one guy replied uh, the other day as well about me, my comments about March, saying that um, he'll get sacked by the end of the season. He was like, Maz doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, like, he's a great manager, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's see. Um, let's he's see a decent manager. Yeah. You know, he's all right. I, I think that, yeah, maybe. He hasn't been, he hasn't I, been around long enough. Ever... I don't think he's been around long enough to judge. Like, I, remember, I, I yeah. heard some Leeds fans talking after the game, they were saying, like, which was kind of a fair point. He was brought in at a time when all he had to do was just try and get just try yeah. and get results. Not, he couldn't uh, have an opportunity to really play too much football and coach on that. It was just like, let's just stay in this league. That was his objective. And now he's got these players and he can actually start playing the way he wants to. I feel like now is kind of his actual chance to maybe show relegation but to be answering my old question uh, my oh, question like 10 minutes ago Gelhart he reminded me of like a young Wayne Rooney like at Man United or at Everton well, for some reason what'd you say I said I said well that's bold to say no he did Wayne he did Rooney. yeah no he did so I guess maybe his stature and the way he's quite stocky and small but he, he's got really good feet for someone of his look hmm. I don't know his size I don't know I think though he to be honest right. with you like I I think Gelhart was all right. I just think overall, man for man, we're better than them by by quite a distance. And I, I, me and my dad were talking about it after the game yesterday, and we were looking through the we were watching match today, and we were looking through all these teams, and we we're saying, what team outside the big six are now better than us? Genuinely, uh, you know, because before we'd say West Ham's and your your, your Villas even Leeds that you you, re, you relate them to being in that mid table spot to yeah. above Leicester, and you think, Wolves. oh yeah, mate, you know Wolves as well. You know, another team that we seem to beat consistently, and I just think. Out of all those teams, I put us above all of them. I mean, we're better than Leeds, definitely. We're better than Wolves, definitely. We're better than Leicester now. We're better than Villa. 
I just look at those teams and I just think none of them are actually better than us. And I, and I don't see any reason. I don't see how one that's unreasonable to say because, you know, anyone that's at watching moment, this or yeah. even... At the moment. Well, I, I don't know because you say at the moment, Ben, but you look all the way back to... I think this form started back in March, right? And we're now in August. I mean, we haven't we haven't lost uh, in a, in a long games. time. I think we're now nine games unbeaten. Yeah. And, and, and includes a lot of cracking, cracking away days, which we'll obviously get onto in a bit about Fulham on Tuesday night. But I just, I don't know, I just don't see how any of those teams, I'd like to ask this question to you guys, if, you know, the teams in that sort of 7th to 10th place as to who's better than us at the moment, uh, start with start with Maz. 7th to 10th, currently? Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, it's currently Man United, Liverpool, Brentford. And no, 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 no. I mean those. I mean <laughs> those teams like Villa and the right, outside right, those right. big six teams. Right, outside the big six. Well, okay. Uh, West Ham definitely not. Uh, Leicester they're terrible at the moment. Wolves no. Everton crap. Bournemouth crap. <laughs> uh, Villa not good. So Just put to Europe. The... We're get, we're yeah. getting Europe this year. Yeah, we're, actually, look, we're actually I, I, getting it. We're getting. I'm it. looking through the league, I'll, and I'll you be sold, yeah. You. You sold it to I'll, me, Ryan. We're getting I'll, be, I'll be honest. Well, we're uh, yeah. six down now. There, I mean, that, there's not that many, to be honest. Uh, you've got your Watfords, you've got your Fulhams, you got. I feel like. I you, okay, so so let's 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 let, let's get rid of Man City, Palace. Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea, right? And Liverpool. So that's the five. Get rid of them. Out of the rest of them, yeah, I feel like the only ones that like uh, are sort of better than us or around us. Is obviously Newcastle. I think they're going, they're going to pick up form. I know we drew against them and we were yeah. the better side, but I feel like they, they will pick up and get better. Um, and then, actually, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. To be honest, uh, I mean, mate, a, lot, say, a lot can honestly, change in this season. By the way, so let's not yeah, yeah, ourselves. A lot, at the yeah, moment yeah. in time, as of the twenty eighth, as of the twenty eighth of August, I would say that genuinely, and I'm not just saying this. I think the two best teams outside the big six at the minute are Aston Palace, and that says a lot. I, I do think that us and Palace are probably the best two teams outside that big six at the moment. And that's a credit to both teams, really. I mean, yeah. how much we've both improved um, through, you know, Palace only a couple of years ago was sort of, you know, uh, Roy Hodgson ball, part the bus, and all of a sudden they're very expansive, have decent individuals as well. We, you know, play some magnificent football, maybe don't have the individuals that Palace do, but play better football than Palace do. So, you know, you've got that, you know, when we come to play Palace, they've probably got the better individuals we've got the better manager so it's, it's an interesting war there uh who we play soon but i'd say i don't know i just think us and palace yes newcastle mm, i don't know we should have re- really should have beaten newcastle by yeah, a fair was amount a, of goals yeah i mean that was a two or three nil win there i mean i think even we had about two three goals three expected goals there um so i don't know i i at the moment in time i don't see anyone else that's better than us at the moment um, and, and that's why, you know, going going forward, looking at Fulham, uh, looking at Palace, looking at Leicester, these, these games, Bournemouth after that as well. There's a lot of points here, right? I mean, I, I don't see, unless we have a really slippery banana skin on Tuesday night, I don't see how Fulham realistically are going to beat us at the moment, I, I, especially an away day out in London. You know what Brighton like in London on the night, you know, playing that hyper Turk probably won't be, be in that. That orange shirt behind me there, I expect. But what are we saying for Fulham? Unless there's anything else you want to touch yeah, on. Yeah, I do have I do have one point I want to talk about before Fulham. So again, yeah. yesterday, um, your best friend Josh Akers, uh, Ryan, he uh, made an interesting point about the Carabao Cup, the League Cup. He was like, obviously, with the World Cup in between, 
Um, and looking at <clears throat> teams that some people have got, I think Chelsea have got have drawn City, haven't they? Some, Hire some... me, Josh. <laughs> yeah, let's do. Well, we are going to get. Try and get um, yeah, so out of them, like no there problem. are teams that there are teams that could go out before the World Cup in the in the League Cup. The like, big teams in the top six, they're people that will normally win it. And then when they're past the World Cup, they'll have players that obviously need to start managing their game time. And when we're playing League yeah. Cup matches in January and February, maybe they'll play weakened teams. And I feel like this year. And Josh made a good point. He thinks this year could be the opportunity where a team like Leeds, a team like West Ham, depending if they pick up or that kind of thing, a team outside the big six has an opportunity now to win the League Cup if they really concentrate on it. Because we have point. a lot of players that we have a few players that will be in the World Cup, of course, but we don't have the, a huge squad that will be going to the World Cup and playing. So there is an opportunity for us to do actually do well in this League Cup if we concentrate on it. Okay, question in. Great. You've opened the question in, Ben. League Cup. Europa League, what would you rather focus on? Because, you know, what would you rather? Ben, first. Um, at the way the teams are playing below us at the moment, I think we've probably got more chance of just getting Europe through the league because, you know, anything can happen in the cup on, on a one-off game. So maybe if... But obviously, things are going to change. If Villa sack Gerard, they'll have... They could get a really good manager in. They could change massively and have their best players playing really well again. They, they get in Potter, Ben, if, if they do, right? No, they not heard the news. Have you not heard the news? No chance. Um, so, that, yeah, I think there's more that those those teams might actually pick up because it's a long, long season. Um, on our day, maybe in the League Cup, we can get far, but I think maybe we'll that would be too risky, just concentrating on the League Cup and then slipping out of the league. Agree. Agree. And, but, and yeah, oh, yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. It's um, quite concentrating focus on the league. Focus on the league, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah no-brainer. I agree with both of you guys. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just the league cup would be great, right? We never won a major trophy in our lives, right? It'd be great, but the league these days it, it means a lot more than it used to yeah. probably twenty years ago. I mean, twenty years ago it was you know the, the trophies are everything. Even ten years ago, trophies are everything. And I think now that the Premier League is so advanced, you know, that the, the way I look at it now is all of these players on this pitch are athletes now. They're all they're all immaculate form as we said earlier immaculate boys but they are right in their playing you know physical conditions that they are and I think that to go the whole length of a season playing as, as, as an athlete and, and winning these games is, is a much better achievement than, than going through a tournament cup run that's just my opinion anyway I mean it's like when I watch England play for example and I see Southgate get all the praise and everything being a tournament manager being a, a, a Premier League slash even championship manager it is a lot more impressive to go on and achieve a long season of 38 games in the championship and win the league with a team that's probably not even deserving of it. For example, getting Nottingham Forest promoted last year for Russell Martin's massive achievement. Was it Russell Martin? No, um, what's his name? Um, the the guy that looks drunk all the time. Steve Cooper, I think. So I get them too confused. But yeah, that's what I... That, anyway, we'll go on a tangent, but I think it's a much better achievement to, to yeah. go on a league. Isn't it mental? Like, just deep it. We're talking about potentially having a tournament in Europe to compete with during a Premier League season. like, And yeah. it also is kind of like a poisoned reward because a lot of the teams, especially of our stature, aren't in the big six. They have the massive squads. Well, I guess we do have a big squad, but you know what I mean. Not expensive yeah. squads. When they get into Europe and they have to do the Thursday nights with the league as well, it doesn't always pay off. And they end up like slipping yeah. down the league and losing form in the league because they're concentrating yeah. on Europe every single yeah, other week or whatever. Exactly. So it, yeah. it would be really good to experience it, but it also could affect us in a bad way. I mean, look at West Ham now. Could they do. were unbelievable a couple of seasons ago. And now they're bottom of the Premier season, League. Even, yeah. even last season. But yeah, the, the Euro, their Europe, yeah, Europa League run really mm. did distract them from the league. 
I think, yeah, West Ham as well, when we played them last weekend, pretty bad. They were really bad. I mean, it was it was unrecognisable to last year, completely. Mm. I mean, like, we just completely tapped it around them and, and they looked like genuinely a relegation candidate. I'm not saying they will be and I'm not saying they are. But that day at, at West Ham, they were really poor. So, yeah. yeah, you might be right and even look at, you say, Burnley's and everything. They, they, it seems so when you get to that pinnacle, it's almost like that come-down effect. Yeah. But I think with a team like us, uh, you know, I, I always look at it and I always refer to Tony Bloom and Graham Potter, etc. The players, sorry, the, the backroom staff we've got in place, it just seems like the project is in much safer hands than if it was in the hands of, say... You David know, Gold. <laughs> David Gold, you yeah. know, etc. I think that... Um, you know, West Ham fans not long ago wanted that whole board out, sack the board and everything, mm-hmm. and protest rights and everything. And I think now, you know, Brighton, I, I think if we were to get to the Europa League, Bloom would have a plan, right? I, I don't doubt it. And I, I feel like I'm one of those, like, Goldston Twitter fans right now. Like, you know, trust the club, trust the club, trust the club. And I do. I think, you know, I don't think that's that's unreasonable. Um, but yeah, unless there's anything else you boys want to add, I think, oh, actually, we didn't actually talk about Pascal Gross's goal, weirdly. Yes, um, yeah, we haven't even so spoken about it. We need to, or, we need to speak about the goal. In general. Yeah, he's yeah I think actually this is going to be the uh, Pascal Gross segment because he deserves yeah. it yeah. wholeheartedly. What a man, Pascal Gross is an absolute Albion legend um, without a shadow of a doubt anymore. No yeah. one can ever debate it. He is an Albion Don't even legend. Question it. Don't you even can't question, question it. it. Uh, Gross haters have gone quiet and they so they should. Hold your heads in shame because Pascal Gross is a hero. And the way we'll start it off is the goal because the well-taken finish, by the way, really, really great strike into the bottom corner. He took it with so much composure. Mm. It was a great little move as well from Trossard to lay it off. And I think, in general, Pascal Gross, I mean, the, the, the balls he played forward earlier, as you mentioned, it was it was Kevin De Bruyne-esque. The, the, the performance he put in yeah. was Kevin De Bruyne-esque. Fair, the fair, balls he was fair, putting fair. forward, um, it, was, it was no different to what you see De Bruyne get raved about and, and Ballondor shouted about. It was it was exactly the same. Uh, I'll, ta- I'll start with you, Maz. Um, just talk about Pascal Gross' performance and Pascal Gross in, in general. Just what, yeah. what a man he is. I oh, mean, it's brilliant. And it's really... Because I've, I've like, seen him a few times on Nights Out and stuff. And, like, it's really funny <laughs> to see his character, like, off the pitch... Uh, compared to on the pitch like he's very sort of a uh, very quiet very yeah. uh, shy like a quite a reserved shy figure yeah. off the pitch yeah. but like on the pitch he's like he's he's always wanting to be on the machine. ball yeah he's a machine he wants to be on the ball he's fucking amazing like the passes he makes his IQ his footballing IQ is yeah. second to none um, it's what Lallana like said he... when he joined wasn't he one of the first yeah. Lallana's first interviews he was like I can just chat to Pascal about football like it's, it's so in depth yeah, you just Mate, know he's going to be a manager. We continue just on that point. Imagine a conversation between David Prober, Pascal Gross, and Adam Lallana. Yeah, the the <laughs> the brains in that conversation must be surreal. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Matt, go on. That's right. Um, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Like for me, he's just footballing IQ. Obviously, look, we all know his mobility isn't the best. Like as in, he's not the most mobile player. But yeah. I don't think he needs it. Like it's no. proven time and time again. And uh, final thing from from me on this as well is I feel like he's very much a system player. As in, if you put play him in the right position which Potter has done to be fair to him and he's really recognised where he plays he's best he's put the team around him now yeah, he, mm, yeah exactly that exactly that whereas was it last season at times he's playing out, out on the wing and yeah. I was just like why are you playing mm, him out on the wing he's just not, the wing he's back not here a couple of seasons before yeah, that wasn't he? yeah and I'm just like I feel like um, like unfortunately for him, he was a bit wasted. Like he, you know, he didn't really it get. It could be part of his new contract, you know. You know, to to almost focus the team around him, which might have even been a pull. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a little thing. Like you know, mm. sign this deal, Pascal. We'll also literally build this side around you. 
because the way Alexis McAllister and Kai Said have been playing behind him, uh, it just brings the best out. Gives him, him, giving him so much freedom, him. isn't it? It's giving yeah. him so yeah, much 100%. freedom. Yeah, like, just, that, that, the I, chances he created yesterday were so mm. good. Like, we obviously spoke about that mm. through ball for Solly March, and then obviously none of them put away any of his chances. Still gave him an assist, so he had to like do the work himself. And like even yeah. his run, he had yeah. to like break away from the defence and just give himself that little bit of space. And, like you said, Ryan, the finish mm. across the goalkeeper. The bottom corner no, like that. It's like along the ground as well. It wasn't like it was really, really powerful. It was just a really well placed no. finish. Yeah. yeah quality. Yeah. I think yeah. what was it? Seven goal contributions now in some something games, is it? Seven and seven. Seven and seven. 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 Includes five and seven goals as well. I mean it's two assists, five goals. Five goals in seven games is is amazing for a for a player who should be Thank you, declining if you will a FIFA. I mean <laughs> I mean he's thirty one now and he's aging like a fine wine. And actually looking at the uh, Twitter uh, announcement of him five years ago in 2017 and I was reading all the comments like you know this is a good signing but I don't know who he is yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing that how how much he's just grown into this team and how much he's grown into the city as well I mean everyone loves him uh, he's he's really is the Premier League legend of Brighton of Albion I think I think he will be recognised as the Premier League man um, and, and you know he scored our first ever Premier League goal let's remember he scored us massive vital goals in his career Manchester United Always remember is keeping us up, so he's he scored our first ever goal, kept us up, got player of the season his first year. Now he's here with Graham Potter. He had a bit of a dip in that second season under Hewton when he played a bit deeper, but now he's got that free role under Potter. He's just basically unlocked him as as another new player, and it really is you know a credit to also uh, I think we need to mention Alexis McAllister. Um, as I always rave about him, um, he's just fantastic in that deeper role. I think he, he really is. Uh, he, you know, he, he controlled the game yesterday. Really, um, I, I gave him my man of the match uh, um, accolade on Twitter. I, I'd say, you know, he basically gave Gross that space. Caicedo did the running. McAllister did the sort of technical work, and, and Gross just did what Gross can do. Um, but yeah, to talk about that goal was just a fantastic finish. And what, what, what a way to just round off an all-round sort of performance from Pascal Gross. Perhaps he did deserve the man of the match. I think you could have picked anyone of the players that were featured in that team yesterday as man of the match, to be honest. Mate, I wanted Robert to put Sanchez him, saved us multiple times. I wanted to put him in my FPL team. I completely forgot to do it. And I, I'm scared to do it because I don't want to curse it. I don't want to put him yeah. in and then he just completely ruined I know I have nothing yeah. to do with Pascal Gross's form of a pitch, but in my head, I'm like, if I do do yeah, it, yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah, shit. Yeah. You'll curse so it. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to hold off for everyone. So obviously you're welcome. Don't worry. Final yeah. one for me. And, and, then, and then I think we should move on to Fulham. But yeah, final yeah, one for me. Just big shout out to Danny Welbeck, mate. Because I've, I, you know, and I say this probably every week, you know, I, I've had my doubts. Yeah, two years. Big shout out to Danny Welbeck because um, I thought his running was brilliant. I thought he was really physical. Well, yeah, he, he, you know, he, you know, he's winning headers. He was uh, yeah. beating. He was beating. I, I, I remember turning around to Josh and saying he's won like every header so far, mm. uh, and he's just very physical. He's a, he's a problem up top. People like you know, and I feel like we didn't have that. He was uh, instrumental for the goal as well. When yeah, held the ball up. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So I just yeah, big shout out to him. And I thought his run was brilliant. His physicality was great. Uh, he's again a footballing IQ. I think he's he's probably up there as well uh, with a few of the other players uh, that yeah. we mentioned. So um, yeah, no, big shout out to Danny Welbeck from me. Uh, no, I don't agree. don't give him enough credit sometimes, so no. I thought, thought I'd do it. Yeah, love that, love that, and mate. Uh, you could say the same for nearly any team, player on that team. Let's say Robert yeah. Sanchez was made some massive big claims yesterday. Um, there was a couple of things you thought, you know came out of his line. Had to be Sanchez's ball. It was Sanchez's ball nearly every time it came off his line. Uh, another remarkable performance from Robert Sanchez. I've been made to eat my words for about six seven months ago. Uh, he's he, he's done fantastic since probably. 
well, this season particularly, he's been brilliant. Uh, literally no faults at all. Um, so yeah, moving on to Fulham then. Um, I, you know, don't don't hound us in the comments if we have forgotten to mention any players here because mm-hmm. literally we can give credit to everyone. Um, but anyway, moving on to Fulham. Um, big game as well because I think that Fulham are a side with a lot of confidence. And uh, Mitrovic yeah. has been firing goals. He's already got four this season. There's questions as to whether he'll even be a Premier League striker. He certainly is. Um, and I think... I don't know. I, I do think it's going to be a tougher game than we probably take credit for. I think, we will, I think we should win. You know, we are better than Fulham, so to speak. But I think it will be a tough game. It is at Craven Cottage, so they have their sort of home form, which is quite impressive, to be fair. Um, really intense atmosphere at the Craven Cottage. <laughs> um, yeah, just get all the cheese boards out. But um, yeah, uh, start, start with you, Ben. What are you, what yeah, are you thinking on. for Fulham? Well, I'm thinking, obviously, the first thing you think of is... Shane Duffy, will he cause us problems? Um, no, yeah, good point. Um, <laughs> uh, Mitrovic, Mitrovic, obviously, he's the standout player for them. Um, a player that I've probably, in the past few years, would have, would have been happy for Brighton to sign him, but maybe he just yeah. doesn't really kind of fit the mould for Brighton, um, or maybe just for Potter in general. Is he um, 100 goals or something now for Fulham? Is that right in saying? I think it's, is it? I, I he hit 100 this weekend. Yeah, well, like, I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is... Going into yeah. the Leeds game, Rodrigo was the most was like the top goal scorer of the Premier League, and then Duncan yeah. Webster just absolutely handled him. Veltman just handled him to perfection. So the question is, will that battle pay off for Duncan Webster? Like, will they get the better of Mitrovic? And I'm leaning towards yes, but I don't think it'll be as straightforward because he's a lot more physical yeah. than the, yeah than Rodrigo is. I was, I was just about to say that. I feel like the difference between Rodrigo and Mitro is the physicality. So I feel like with Rodrigo, you know, he does his little runs in behind or whatever and like, you know, his, his little you know, decent feet, whatever. But he's very different to Mitrovic. And I feel like, and I, I, it does pay me a little bit to say this, so I feel like they might struggle a little bit with Mitrovic. I don't know. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hope I'm proven wrong. I just, I don't know. I feel like with, with Webster and, uh, and Dunks... He's a bully. Yeah, he's a, he bully, a bully. Yeah, and like you saw, like mate, I don't know if you saw the highlights against Arsenal. Like he um, had a really good header, which yeah, the end of the game. Yeah, made a good save, um, and he was just yeah, he was just a problem for Arsenal the whole game, and he obviously got a goal as well. So, so yeah. like yeah, I don't know. He he does he does worry me. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Oh yeah, I do I do worry about Mitrovic. Like you are right, but I, I don't know. I just think. Um, you know, to, to mention Levi Colwell actually, who played yesterday, uh, I thought he was really good actually when he came on. He, he showed that he's got that dominance and he's very, very, very strong in the air. Mm. He passed all the tests uh, that he needed to pass. Uh, and I, I looked at that back three of, of Webster, Duncan, and, and Colwell, and I just thought, that is so perfect if we can keep hold of him after. You know, they just signed Wesley Fafana. Uh, Trevor Shalaber looks like he's going to be staying as well. I, just, I don't see why. Um, he would want to go back to Chelsea. They've got, um, they've got what's his name, uh, Koulibaly as well. So I don't know. I don't see why in the future he would want to go, especially if he has a good year. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't be completely surprised if if, if Levi Cole was thrown into the mix tomorrow. I mean, he impressed quite early on, uh, very quickly. Um, and it could be another body to potentially deal with Mitrovic. He's very tall, uh, which could be a, which could be a reason as to why um, you might see him. But I don't know, Duncan Webster filled me with so much confidence. And I think that from there, you've got a good basis to go on with the rest of the team. You've got Quarrys, you've got McAllister, you've got Caicedo in that midfield and, and Leandro Trossard's been lethal, especially away from home. So I think that, you know, I think we will beat them. I think we're going to look at a, a, a 2-1 victory because I do think that Mitrovic will get a goal, but I think we will win. And I am really looking forward to it being in that away end. Um, 
So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Tell you what, it would have been nice to have Neil Mope for this game for him to come up against Leno mm. potentially, but obviously mm. he's now gone. So yeah, thank you, Neil. Away as, day's as king as well, though, wasn't he? Away day king. Yeah, it would have been nice to see him, but yeah, well, farewell, Neil. But um, I don't know. It would be it would be interesting to see how we get on against him. Like you said, Craven Cottage. It's not the most. It's a bit like the Amex. Players don't go there and get intimidated, do they? No. It's just it's, it's very much more down to the to the players on the pitch rather than having a twelfth yeah. man. I mean, I might be proven wrong. I've never been to Craven Cottage. Luckily, I'm going to go on Tuesday and see what it's like. But I've heard the oh, atmosphere yeah, isn't amazing. Yeah, I've heard I'll the atmosphere is not great. Yeah, I'll see you there, buddy. Um, well, I don't know really any other players that kind of scare me for Fulham, to be honest. Like, obviously, they've got a couple of new Cabano faces. is quite useful. Is he? I quite like him. Yeah, he, he's sort of like a wide player. He's quite quite quick, quite skillful, which, you know... Yeah. <sighs> Lamptey yesterday is another example as a player that can come in and, and impress. Yeah, literally off the bench. Uh, yeah, and if, that if quality. He, yeah, exactly. And Veltman was fantastic too. So there's, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like our team's. Bobby Deckard over Reed. I, I quite like yeah, him sometimes. He's, he's, he's decent not too player. bad. Um, yeah. Obviously, a manager that has, I think he's been relegated a couple of times in the Premier League. Was it, is it Silva? Is it not Fabio? Marco Silva. Marco Silva. Silva. Marco Silva. I, I, Silva. I just let me just. I hate him. I think he's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I think he's the. I think he's such. I, no, but I just think he's such a fraud. Like he was at Hull. He was at Everton. He was yeah. at. Um, uh, the only place he's done well. Was he at Watford, Watford as well? Watford, yeah. Oh, Watford yeah. as well. He gets yeah. around the block, doesn't he? Yeah, the only place he's done well is at Fulham, which he got them promoted. And uh, funnily enough, we've actually got a Fulham fan in our office, and uh, I was chatting to him about it, and he's like, he's done really, really well for them in the champ, um, and he was like. Uh, and I was like, well, okay, but we're in the Premier League now. Like, and he's like, yeah, he's got off to a good start, but let's see. Like, let's let's assess him at the end of the season. And I was like, yeah, if he makes it that far. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll get sacked or anything like that. But I just, I, I personally think he's a forward. I don't, I don't think he's very good. Um, another yeah. player I've just spotted on the team sheet online for Manchester United, I think, or is he? Did he actually go permanently? Pereira. Andreas Pereira. Yeah, permanent. I think he's on permanent. Permanent. Yeah. permanent. He, he's looks, very good. he looks good. He looks very, very creative good. player. And, um, mm. mate, yeah, I guess it, that's, that'll be a good battle for McAllister and Caicedo. I mean, yeah. I mean get, again, the, Le- the, Le- yeah, the, Leeds play, the Leeds fans spoke about their midfield and how they're going to cause problems for McAllister and Caicedo. And I kind of believed yeah. it. But now I'm looking at a weaker midfield in Fulham. Surely, surely Caicedo and Alexis can handle that if they do play. I expect us to go there and dominate. I think I, I, mm. I expect us to. It's just again down the to way that, actually finishing our end product, yeah, maybe. Precisely. I think the, the the good thing is for some reason whenever Trossard gets in an away day, he's lethal, and that's the one thing I think. Mm. Those chances he missed yesterday, he scores in an away day. I don't know what it is. He seems to just be on a different level. Um, so that's the one bit of hope I have. My only little thing is I hope. I don't know. This is this is really silly. But the last time Brighton had a red orangey shirt. It was a curse, and we really never wanted to wear it in the championship, if you remember. And it, it reminds Fulham, me of a, yeah, and it reminds me of a game. Yeah, that was actually a good point. It wasn't yeah. Fulham. But it reminds me of um, Cardiff when we lost 4-1. I think we were chasing the championship, and it, it was just a completely awful day out. But we've got Back this here. again, <laughs> and it's very, very, very similar to that one where it was Dunk scored that header. I don't know. All I'm saying is that's gone down as one of the greatest away days in Brighton history. Could we be in with the same? We'll see. If there's anything else you want to add, boys, because other than that, let's do score predictions. Um, yeah. I, I've already said 2-1. Uh, Maz, Maz, what do you think? So, uh, I did a bit of digging, and uh, I saw that we, we the last time we played in the Prem, which was two seasons ago, I want to say now, uh, mm. we, we drew 0-0 both times. So, 
Uh, I'm going to go, but however, I do feel like we're better this. Like we are very good at the Not moment. Better now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're playing. Better. We're playing very good football. I really like the way. I thought we were very dominant against Leeds, and I thought we should have won two, three, nil. You know, really com- comprehensively. So I'm going to go with a one nil away win to the Albion. Mm. Okay, but I think it's going to be a I'm tight done. game. For the first time this season, right? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say two-one win for Brighton. I think we will take more of our chances, and we will get we will get more chances than we would have against Lee. Because, like you say, away from home, we are very good. Yeah, agreed. Right, wins all round then. Let's hope so. Ws all round. Apparently, we go top of the league as well if we win on Tuesday night. Oh, mate! I sung we're top of the league yesterday. I was loving my life. I haven't done that in the Prem for ages. It was great. So Um, ever, surely. Yeah, Not that I can remember anyway. I no, we haven't been. I don't think we've been. I don't think we've been, been top, top once yeah. last oh, year. Oh, we were top of the Briefly. league for 30 seconds. Uh, last Man year. City. Uh, yeah, it was when. Last year? I uh, can't remember who it was. I remember we were top of the league for a bit and then we went back down again. I think All we can right. see it straight away. Um, but anyway, not the point. Um, what, a, what a couple of days, lads. What, what a couple yeah. of weeks. What a season it's starting to be. Uh, roll on Fulham roll on Leicester roll on everyone in the league because we're going to beat all of them because we're going to roll them over one last point yeah sorry sorry just just quickly just on that like you you talk about I I remember when we all when we lost Basuma and uh, Kukure we we weren't negative but we were a bit like oh shit like could this be a bit a pretty poor season and then look at us four (laughs) four games in and we're, we're, we're talking about yeah, we're talking about top Europe. of the league. So uh, yeah, how, Europe, how, how, th- how four games can change? What do people uh, say about us? They call, also, us all, they call us all sorts of on Twitter. Mm. We'll get a load of how, yeah. how, how crazy is football these days in 2022? We've got Everton, a shambles of a club, buying a player, that uh, buying our striker that can't even get an off Yeah, team. weird. Really yeah. weird. In a weird. They're, they're buying players really from us. Weird. Everton Football Club, by the way. Madness. Yeah. I go and obviously, mean. quick one on Neil Mope. Thank you for all the memories. Um, yes. And that's what you said to us. I know that Thank was you, actually Neil. more than what you said to us. And people had a go for me at tweeting that. A few people. Yeah. Did. I saw them comments, mate. I was like, really? I don't know how people yeah. managed to get triggered by you putting no. it on because it's no. stupid. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's ridiculous. And my my point on it, I understand why he maybe he would be against it because some of the fans giving him a stick. But he had a lot of support and people that stuck by him through thick and thin. And I said this to you, Ryan, I think, didn't I? Um, and like they they deserve a thank you, I, I believe. 100%. I could see why Cucurella would say thank you because he did get hounded by us because he obviously handed in transfer requests and all that stuff. Neil Mopey, he's only there for like one he, season as well. Exactly, and that as well. But I feel now. like he should. We should have got a better farewell message, not just a thank yeah. you at BHFC. Although, in the yeah. comments, please, everyone put, thank you, Neil. Hopefully, you'll see it. Thank yeah, you, Neil. That's a good Blue one. might love thank up. You, yeah. yeah. He would definitely be watching this podcast. That's 100%. 100%. Right yeah. Um, anyway, thank you all for watching, listening on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, whatever you've been streaming us on. Be sure to like if you are on YouTube, subscribe if you haven't already, because, you know, and also tag us on the FCA's thing if you still can. I'm not sure how long that runs for, but tag yeah. us on the FCA's because oh, we're going to have a great night. this time as well, um, so I to do yeah. that, sorry. <laughs> nice one, Ben. Make sure you tag um, and everything else that you need to do. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you after Fulham. Peace! The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. 
If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.